So here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome back to the Light Institute with your boy K Sloan, man. I get on here and I break down different concepts surrounded behind around mindset development, career ascension education, and uh <clears throat> leadership cultivation because these are all the same concepts that we break down on the Be Light podcast. It's, these are important concepts. These are things that need to be talked about, need to be discussed, need to be dove into at a, at a high level. And that's what this is for, because at the end of the day, um, the person that you are is only the person that you've seen yourself to become. As a man, as a man think it, so is he. So whoever you believe yourself to be is who you are today. And I want to remind you that you are great, you are powerful, you are strong, you are everything that the creator made you to be from the inception, from the beginning of time. You were supposed to be greatness. You were supposed to be golden. You were supposed to be a renewable resource, a, a reusable resource. You were supposed to be everything at the same time. Polarity says that we are always on both sides of the spectrum at the same time. And I speak to people that see themselves in that way. So that's why I'm on this podcast today. And when I'm talking about greatness, go cop the book if you have not copped it yet. It is available on Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, um, Ex Libris, that's X-L-I-B-R-I-S.com. Type in blessed to have received an offer from, and you can get your book. Also, if you uh, post a review um, or, or, or like, you know, adding a five-star review on Amazon, um, and you show that to me, then I'll send you out a free t-shirt, uh, Be A Light t-shirt. We got a couple of those, man. Uh, I'll show you what that look like. Real quick for the one time. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying get you laced up. Get you laced up with your light gear. You feel me? So, you know, hey, J. Joe. So be a light. You know what I'm saying? Get your shirt. If you guys uh, drop a review, just, just uh, let me know. That's what uh, you do do. So with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it. Um, the reason why I got on here today is because I really want to talk about a couple of questions um, that I think that athletics, coaches, parents, fans, and the, and the like, I think we we need to really break this down, man. Because usually when I get on the light, it's too dark to talk about life and uh, breaking out life in an understandable concept, uh, conceptual form. But I think my problem right now, and I, I say problem, I say my focus right now. My focus right now is talking about some of the things that's going on in athletics that ha has to stop. There's some things going on in athletics that absolutely has to stop, man. And it's unfortunate, but I feel like a lot of times things are being highlighted in sports uh, about our athletes that we dearly love to see have these high-flying dunks and these long jumps into these pits and these record-breaking times and putting up these, you know, tremendous numbers on the field um just doing amazing things but then you know once they're unable to to hold that image right hold that standard of excellence in in that in that eye of the fan or in that eye of the marketer or in the eye of the organization and i'm rocking one of the chicago bears um once these organizations are unable to market these players in the way they have done then it seems like they're they're almost dispensable you know they're 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 almost like they, they can be replaced at any given moment which i mean that's business business is business but we got to really dive into why this keeps happening to some of the people that we see it happening to and how we can kind of curb some of this behavior and how this actually relates to a lot of the things that you know even if you're not a high level athlete going 
um, in front of the TV screen every day and, and in front of the lights. You're not one of those people, but you may be doing these things on a smaller scale. And there may be something to learn for you as well as regard in regards to why this is continuing to happen, what's kind of facilitating this uh, type of behavior to keep going and how, how we can go from uh, here and grow from here. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, you know, you don't want to completely uh, repeat every single thing that you do in life. You want to be able to change and grow because if you can't change, then what are you doing? You know, that's 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 the thing about life is like you can never progress if you're not willing to change. And I think that's something that we have to hold upon ourselves as a priority is just saying, like, hey, there's things that need to change and we're willing to do something about it. Um, and that's my thing with athletics. You know, I, I deal with a lot of student athletes on a, on a regular, like all the time we have, we have sit downs, we talk about things. And I always talk about their character, about their friend groups, about their family situations, because I, I'm well aware that's the most important thing as it is for all of us. Like there's nothing more important than what you really got going on in that mental frame. You know, how does your room really look right now? Like, um, are you are you eating are you eating right you know what i'm saying are you are you living right are you are you spiritually found founded um and based in something right now are you are you are you doing the things that you need to do to be able to keep yourself whole do you have a, a, a do you have a practice or a routine that's helping you become a better person all this stuff is important this is stuff i talk about with student athletes all the time but you know Let's get into it, man. So we're talking about this today, this topic today. I would like to talk about a couple of athletes, man. These three athletes, um, they've gone through a couple of issues, but the fourth athlete has shown a lot of greatness. Um, and I think that it needs to be highlighted more because you don't see this stuff highlighted like it should be, man. So I'm going to highlight it today. I'm going to talk about models, man. So we're going to talk about models first. So when, I, when I'm talking about models, models are important, right? Models are very important. And while I'm talking about models, I want you to think about this, right? Think about back when you was a kid, or even now, looking up. Who did you look up to? Who was your first example of greatness, right? Who was the first person that you were able to look at and say, this is somebody I could actually see myself becoming. This is somebody that's doing some things that I respect and that I admire, and that I believe that if I keep going on the route that I'm going on with hard work and dedication, I can possibly create some of the situations for myself that this person has created for themselves. Keep that in mind, and I want you to think about what you're doing right now. I'd like to say that it's very possible that you're doing something similar, if not the exact same, as who you was looking up to. Keep that in mind. Next question. Who are the top five people that you run with today? If you could be seen at lunch, if you could be seen at the gym, if you could be seen at the workplace, if you could be seen on, on the phone, uh, coffee shops, Walmart, H-E-B, if you could be seen out and about, who are the people that normally would be seen with you? The top five people. And I'd like to challenge you to sit there and think about how much do y'all have in common, right? How, how often do y'all sit down and, and, and talk about things that are like your closest dreams and your and your intuition and your and your deepest fears. How often do you sit down and talk to the people that you hang around with, you know, the top five people that you hang with the most? How much how much conversation do you guys really have and where is it taking you? Right. Because when you think about those people, 
right? Because I think about people like my mother. I think about people like my my daughter. I think about people like, um, you know, people that are that that are friends of mine. People that I I, I sit down with and and we talk and and I grow from it. Or sometimes I'll be honest. To be honest, they may take something from me, but we have conversations and those conversations leave some type of impression on me, right? And I challenge you to think about those people because those are very important relationships. And when moving forward with these questions, my next question is, how do you react to stress, right? When you get into a stressful situation, do you, do you run and do you hide? And do you, do you try to, to quell your pain and try to numb your pain? Or do you confront your pain and try to find a solution to your pain, right? Do you try to, do you try to conflict resolve, as they call it in the psychology world? Do you try to find a way to be able to make things better, even though they are actually not where you would like them to be, understanding that you're the driver in the situation? Or do you try to pass the bill off on either, and don't take this the wrong way, but pass it off on God, pass it off on the churches, pass it off on the teachers, pass it off on your boss? Are you one of those people or do you take the personal responsibility of accepting your pain as what it is and responding to it, right? These are, these are important questions. And then my final question before we get into the three athletes I want to break down is what are your rituals and routines, right? What are the things that you do every single day to be able to devise a plan of action off of the rote, which is that routine action that you create every single day on schedule, right? What are those things that you normally do? Have you analyzed your routines and rituals and seen the effectiveness or the ineffectiveness that they have proven to have within your life, right? Okay. So remember what I said now, as a man thinketh, so is he. So when getting into what I want to get into with you guys today, I want to talk about a couple of athletes, right? If you're on the live right now on, on IG, you're not going to be able to see the uh, the breakdown as far as the visual, but if you're on, if you're on here with us on, uh, on YouTube, you're going to be able to see the visual. Right, you're going to be able to see the visual. If you want to catch the YouTube, the Be A Light uh, YouTube page, man, we got we got that on there, man. So you can go ahead and catch this on YouTube. So here we go. Boom, boom, boom. All right, so... First things first, I want to talk about um, Mikey Woods, right? So I want to talk about Mikey Woods. So um, actually, excuse me, is, is Mikey Williams? Mike, Mikey Woods. No, it's Williams. Call him Woods. Excuse me. His name is Mikey Williams. So Mikey Williams is uh, set to play for Memphis uh, out, out in uh, Memphis basketball. He's he's a basketball player that you that's in California right now uh, playing basketball. But Set to play for Penny Hardaway in Memphis next season. He was arrested last week and faces five charges of assault with a weapon and one count of firing into an occupied vehicle. And he could end up getting 28 years in prison if convicted on all accounts. This is a 18-year-old uh, young man, 18-year-old basketball player who uh, he is a, is a top 20 recruit. I mean, this is this happened on April 15th, so it happened about two weeks ago. But he's a top 20 recruit, and uh, he's just got into a situation where now he's facing up to 28 years of prison if convicted on all accounts, right? This is something, guns, this is something that's happening so often in the world of basketball, right? 
so often in the world of basketball. It ain't just basketball. You know, you got a lot of sports is dealing with a lot of violent um, crimes and things like that that's kind of coming up. But Mikey Woods is one of the most premier athletes in high school basketball right now. I mean, he's one of those names getting mentioned with Bronny James. And he just ended up getting charged because of a gun situation where his house actually got ran into. But I'm under the belief, as I think we all can say, that maybe there was something that had to do with his lifestyle that might have brought this on him, right? Now, going back to the people that you're running with and your rituals and routines, I'm under the belief that we have to start doing a better job of protecting these athletes and also encouraging when they're doing things that are protecting themselves, right? No talk down on Mike, but... With Mikey Williams, I feel like it almost feels as if this is something I, it's not new to me. It's not like I'm, I'm not mad that it happened, but it's not new. Why does it keep happening, y'all? It keeps happening because there's so many situations that we're sweeping under the rug. It's so much, there's so many things in our culture that we're allowing to happen because we're like, oh, that's just a part of the culture. Hey, guns and shooting and all this uh, young boy, popping guns in his videos, but then going back and saying that he feels like his music isn't even beneficial for the culture, but we still playing it in the gyms for the pregame. Bro, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm against it. I'm not saying I hate it. I'm saying that we have to recognize that models are important, right? Models are important. If you keep seeing time after time after time, these types of situations being highlighted, right? being condoned once we have a top premier athlete that gets in a situation and now he loses everything now it's all oh, man this is terrible but what could we have done beforehand right how could we have interjected beforehand i i'm bringing this as a identification to of a problem right we can find a solution but it's going to take intention right if i come into a situation and I'm bringing a service to you guys and I hop on this live and I'm telling y'all, man, if this person, if that person, I feel like so-and-so talking about this, but y'all really shouldn't be listening to that. Y'all should listen to this because, hey, look, man, you don't see how I got this do-rag on? You don't see I got this gun right here? You don't see how I'm flexing? Man, I'm from the cave, this and that. Yo, if, if I'm doing that stuff and it's entertaining and it's getting views and I keep it going and then now other young athletes that look up to me and say, oh man, one day if I'm smart enough, I can get online and intellectualize and talk ish and be a, 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 a ish starter, right? Okay, I can do it like Sloan did. Now I'm becoming a model, right? My model is an empowering somebody else to become me. Remember, who did you look up to? Who did you used to look at and say you wanted to be? I'm telling you that's got something to do with where you at right now, right? You're not here by accident. You are here because you've seen this model before. Paul Mike Williams, I ain't gonna say that this is all on him. I'm gonna say that I believe this has something to do with culture and what we encourage and what we support and what we let go. Because a lot of times it ain't only about what you're doing and what you what what you, what you what you got going on sometimes it's what you're not doing it's what you're not stopping it's what you're not saying anything about coaches 
parents, players. Sometimes it's about what you're not doing, right? Let's continue. Then going into the beautiful young lady, Miss Tara Davis. So she's an American junior record holder in the indoor long jump. And I believe it was today at about 6.25 p.m. Um, she was suspended for one month, stripped of her national title after a positive test for TAC. This is the psychoactive compound found in cannabis. This is very similar to the situation we had with Shakira Richardson. And this is also another track, uh, track athlete, so go figure, right? Um, this this uh, this follows Shakira's situation with the high-profile band during the 2020 Olympics in Tokyo, which took place in 2021, and uh, her suspension has raised debate again over why athletes are still suspended for a drug that has been widely decriminalized in the U.S. and does not enhance performance. So, um, with this being said, right, this is a conversation that the NBA has had for years. You know what I'm saying? You had NBA players being open about using marijuana before games, during practices, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, a lot of NBA players, because it's certain, I think in certain cities in the NBA, you can actually smoke weed if uh, you in that in that state that's a, that is legal in it, right? But unfortunately for the track and field world, that has not, that rule has not caught up to them because their anti-doping agency still believes that it's, it's, it's a, a reasonable thing to penalize these athletes like Tara Davis and Sha'Carri Richardson on a, on, a, on a national, actually even global stage, uh, with Sha'Carri not even being able to participate in the uh, Olympics that year. Um, and now Tara Davis being stripped of her, uh, of her national title for the indoor um, long jump. I mean, it's it's one of those things again, man. We gotta protect the ones that are great. Look, I, I I'd say this, man. Even dating back to college for me, man. I remember back in college there was guys that were high performers that would smoke a little bit of weed. And the thing is, is that the support system. Going back to the question we started out with, y'all. Who are the top five people you're running with? Their support system made sure that when we were in season, which they're saying Terry Davis was not in season. But when we were seasoned, you ain't hitting that dope, man. You ain't hitting that weed, man. Go ahead, put it down. Go ahead, put it down because we know that your future is important. And another thing is, too, is that a lot of times I feel like when some of these athletes have other things to do and other avenues to express themselves, they don't tend to get into trouble like this because they 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 tend to have something else to pour themselves into. Are we encouraging other modes of expression and therapy, so to speak, because that's what that's what you know you're looking at here. You're looking at somebody that's wanting to ease themselves from the stress of being a high-level athlete. Are we encouraging her to be the athlete that she wants to be at all times and the person that she wants to be at all times? Is she does she feel the stress of having to be under the spotlight and, and, and perform at the highest level and then only respite she has is to go home and hit a little bit of weed, hit a couple bowls? We don't know, but are but are but are we are we making sure we make it a point to to crowd these great uh or I say crowd, but at least show these great athletes support and be there for them and 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 let them be all of who they are. Cause I think a lot of times it, it's just it's just this hyper focus on their athletic ability, and there's not enough of a focus on who they are as you know, as their personability, their actual 
just personalities, I, I think that's being missed here, right? I think that's something that we're looking at and it's, it's being missed. And, and they're gonna they're not gonna highlight when, when you got a, a great track athlete that's out there creating artwork and they making some of the most beautiful artwork we've seen since Mozart. You know what I'm saying? They're not highlighting that. They're highlighting when she smoked a little bit of weed and she got 0.358 that was in her urinary uh uh sample, and now they'll they'll def they'll practice defamation of character on this young lady. You know what I'm saying? Now she has this is a black eye forever because this is her livelihood. This is her livelihood. And it's, is it fair? Up for debate. That's why they keep bringing it up as a topic, you know what I'm saying, to talk about at the anti-doping conferences and things like that. But but what we what the point I'm trying to make here is that it's all about what I see myself as. Do I see myself as great, greater than this sport? Do I really see myself as greater than this sport? Do I really see myself as greater than this job, right? Do I really see myself as greater than this business? As a man thinketh, so is he. Not so as society thinks. As a man thinketh, so is he. Do I see myself bigger than anything I could create out here, right? Because if I see myself bigger, then I may say, nah, I'm going to find a substitute for some of my therapy methods because that I see myself as so great that I'm not going to let my methods of therapy become my barrier to my success. Maybe. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's necessarily going to happen for everybody. I'm, I may be full of, you know what I'm saying? I, some people may be like, yo, the weed is better than all that stuff you're talking about. Whatever. Whatever. That's on you. But I don't think Miss Tara Davis is thinking like that. I think Miss Tara Davis was looking for respite from a high stress lifestyle in a natural, medicinal way. If you look at the components of the, the marijuana, but it's not, it's not legal. It's not legal and it's not okay in the sport. So guess what the sport gets to do? They get to take away your title. They get to take away your livelihood. They get to take away your pride. They get to strip you in front of everybody, right? And maybe having a conversation with some people that have been through it, with some people that understand it a little, in, in depth a little bit, and having people that care about you on a more consistent basis might keep you out of these situations, right? Whether you're a high-level athlete or you're a high-level performer on the job, something to think about. And then the last one, man, this is, this is man, this is heartbreaking, man. It really is. It's hurt my, hurt my heart. Um... So we got, and this is personal to me because I was a transfer. I, I when I went to school, man, I went to Montana State. Um, out of high school, man, I got a full full ride scholarship. Uh, I went there and played for two years, tore my ACLs, both ACLs, man. Knees still swell up to this day. I can't even run around the block without them things looking like balloons. But um, you know, I, I transferred. I got in a little bit of trouble. I, you know, if you read my book at all, I put it in the book. I enjoyed the party lifestyle in college, man. I had a child early at 19 years old. Um, you know, I sat down in the jail cell. I had to think about some of my actions. I um, was able to bounce back, uh, become an All-American at Hardin Simmons University, also an MVP, and got a master's degree and all those great things. But the reason why I say this story is 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 kind of hurts me a little bit is because I, I see. I see what this started out as. And, and so I'm going to talk about former Wichita player, uh, Alabama transfer, Jaquan Walton. So former Wichita st State player, Jaquan Walton, who had previously announced plans to transfer to Alabama, had been has been arrested. I believe this is today. 
or either today or yesterday, has been arrested on a charge of second degree possession of marijuana. Walton had announced his commitment to the Crimson Tide in March, but coach Nate Oates said that will not happen now. Mm. Alabama is no longer recruiting Jaquan Walton and he will not be a student athlete at the University of Alabama, Oates said in a statement on Monday. Let me go ahead, before I continue to talk about this, that's what happens. This young man has been playing AAU basketball probably since he was about eight or nine. He makes it all the way up to the highest level, plays at Wichita State, does some great things, announced plans to transfer because now the transfer portal is not wide open. NIL is the wild, wild west and kids are making money all over the place. He wants to go to Alabama to further his chances to be able to make it to the NBA. He gets to Alabama and then he gets arrested on a charge of second degree possession of marijuana. Let's go ahead and continue. Alabama is no longer recruiting him. And uh, a Tuscaloosa police news release, release said Walton, 21, and Cameron Deshaun Harris, 21, were arrested late Saturday night after multiple complaints about a large number of vehicles at apartment complexes near the campus. So this is on campus. Officers approached a, or excuse me, near the campus. Officers approached a vehicle and smelled marijuana. Walton told the police there was a loaded firearm under the passenger seat where he was sitting. An officer noticed a rolling tray, a baggie containing some 20 grams of marijuana and a half rolled blunt in the passenger side floorboard, police said. Police found two more loaded weapons and another baggie containing 12 grams of marijuana that the police said belonged to Harris. So let's 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 break this down. I'm saying let's let's really get into this, right? I started this out talking about questions. This is for everybody, y'all. Who did you look up to? Who are the top five people you run with? Uh, how do you react to stress? What is your why? And then what are your rituals and routines? Yo, when I'm looking at the top five people I'm running with, the people I'm running with cannot tell me it's okay to be a Division One basketball player with multiple people in my car. Let's say he sounds like going to sit him and his friend for right now with two or more loaded weapons and a baggie containing 12 grams of marijuana, right? If I'm on that level and any of my friends tell me it's okay to let's go do this, I know you just now got here, bro, but look, this is how we're going to break you in. We finna, you know what I'm saying? We finna go make this play and we all going to go together and we're going to be in there with some weed and with some guns. It's going to be cool because we're going to do it for a second. Or maybe we're not even thinking about it. We just hop in the car. And my my personal thought, just me, is like, yo, I'm with some dumb jokers. Like these dudes not really, not really that smart like that. If if anybody wants me to get in the car on, on it, nah, we ain't, nah. we're not thinking, right? But Jaquan is 21. And when you're 21, it's a different type of knowledge you have because you ready for the world, you ready for the for the for the money, you ready for the career, you out here doing great things, you've seen a lot of success, or flip side, you've been through a lot, you hungry, you need this, you need that. You don't have the the foresight. And actually, technically, they say the brain's not even developed like that when you're at that age. But the thing that really overrides this whole situation for me is it really exercises how important community is. 
Had this young man even found a community on Alabama's campus before he got in this type of trouble? You know what I'm saying? Had he even figured out who's who and where should I go and where shouldn't I go? He didn't even get to figure none of that out. He just, just got there and then boom, he, he in this situation. And when we get these kids on these campuses, coaches, what are we doing to make sure that they're supported and that they are not out here just figuring it out? Like, I mean, you can't hold somebody's hand, but you can create community, right? And a community of healthy-minded individuals is important, especially for a young man with a lot on a lot on his plate. I mean, you know, like I said before, we we looking at the marijuana thing again. I, I'm under the impression that I, I don't know. I, I I don't know. Twenty grand is a lot, but I don't. I've seen this before. Once again, I've seen this before. I it, it just keeps happening over and over. Why does it keep happening? It keeps happening because of group think. Once multiple minds come together, your mind gets dumber. You do dumber stuff once you come together with bigger groups. You gotta you gotta isolate, do your own thinking, and, and be able to discern and have good groups around you of people that are making sound decisions. And if you don't, then now you put yourself in situations like this. I'm not isolating these athletes to start to talk about them being dumb. They're not, they're not dumb. They're amazing athletes. They're able to perform at levels that you and I couldn't dream of performing at. That takes a level of intellect. That takes a level of skill. That takes a level of hard work, dedication. But the, the problem is, is when you put an amazing person in a group of small thinkers, they will think small no matter what their potential is. So it's important to, to really check the images that we putting out there. So when I'm talking about the images, I want to talk about this man right here, man. Because because they, they you know, you're talking about Dak Prescott. I want to talk about Dak Prescott for a second. Dak Prescott, bro, gets so much heat for being a Dallas Cowboys quarterback because of his interceptions and his poor performances at times and his, and his inability to, you know, Lead in the way that the Cowboys may need him to lead. Hey, Dak, you can always come to the Bears. Don't trip. <laughs> no, I was just playing. No, we good. But reason why I'm bringing him up, though, Dak Prescott, man, this guy, he's done work in the community that is so powerful and so impactful, right? And it only got brought up one time when he won the Walter Payton Award. For the uh, NFL's uh, 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 Man of the Year, the Walter Payton Sweetness Award, right? For community service, uh, for, for outreach, right? And his community work is anchored by his program that he has called Faith Fight Finish Foundation. That's the FFF, Faith Fight Finish Foundation. If y'all want to go donate to the Faith Fight, Faith Fight Finish Foundation, I believe you go to that website and you'll find a way to do that. The brother's doing great work. But the re and this 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 foundation focuses on colon cancer research, mental health, and suicide prevention, bridging the gap between law enforcement and its communities, and assisting um, those with life challenging adversities. This is a man that, if you turn on the TV, more than likely you're gonna hear about the uncertainty around his ability to play quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. But why don't they ever highlight the fact that he's doing work like this? Why hasn't there been those high tech cameras and the and the graphics and the 
and the, the hyper focus on the fact that he's actually out here building the community up, right? This is a man that's, that's using his leverage and his star power to be able to, to create more for us here, right? To be able to, to keep our communities off of drugs, off of killing themselves. Colon cancer is one of the biggest killers of, of men, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it's like, why, why are we not highlighting these things that this man, who's a man, right? He plays a sport, but he is a man. Why are we highlighting th these things that this man is doing, the greatness that this man is doing, right? Noah doesn't sell tickets. Noah doesn't get you ratings, but it does give hope to the young people that see him doing this and encourages them to maybe do some of the same things. Remember, we talked about models. Why isn't this being highlighted? That's something to think about. What are the people that are highlighting the information about Dak Prescott trying to do to your mindset around what this man and what men like him represent? Because you don't hear about this stuff. And I'm sure there's many cases. Just like I told you guys, there's many cases of the accidents and the incidents. There's many cases of great men and women doing great things in the community that have used sports as a leverage point to be able to maximize their impact and their reach. There's a lot of people doing it, but it doesn't get highlighted. Why isn't it getting highlighted? Because there's an agenda. There's an agenda for athletes. And, that, and the thing is, is that when people don't recognize something, you get lulled to sleep by the success you get a little to sleep by the kids getting scholarships you get a little to sleep by the major deals getting signed this ain't even about that because at the end of the day all this stuff is temporary but when that when these athletes use that success to leverage it for long-term success for us all it's always muffled it's always on the low low it's always only people know is in the hood or only people know it's like why is it like that there's an agenda, y'all. So my point is this. Now close it with this. You got to know that being a great person is not popular. Being a good person, um, helping people, loving people, you know, spreading light, giving things. People are not gonna want you to do that. People want people want to see UFC. Garcia versus Tank, seeing somebody get their face smashed in. No, no doubt, it's entertaining. But when somebody's rebuilding community, when somebody's rebuilding mindsets, when somebody's helping build young leaders in the community, when somebody's helping give out opportunities, employment opportunities, when people are, are actually standing in the front of, of, of adversity um, as it comes to you know injustices and inequalities and, and they, they're basically like those freedom riders and things like that. It's like, that's not, that's not going to get awarded. It's not going to get awarded. And, and if you, and if you ever get into the spotlight, if you ever somebody's in the spotlight and you decide to turn around and say, well, I want to do for the people now, just know that that's not what's going to get awarded here. What's getting awarded here is what makes the most dollars. If it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. And it's not getting pushed. Right. And you got to know that and manipulate you manipulate the system like it's trying to manipulate you. And you understand when you're being manipulated as a fan, right? As a parent, as an athlete. Because that's exactly what you're doing if you're riding on athletics. Don't come up to me in real life 
talking about how well your son performs on the field. If you ain't got nothing to say about how 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 much of a of a great writer, of a great of a great listener, of a great thinker your son is. If you can't tell me none of the other stuff and support with what your son does on the field, I'm actually looking at you like you a fool, right? All you coaches that want to get on here and, and show all these highlights, uh, and show all these training videos, and then, and then you don't know, you don't know if that kid got nothing to eat at home, or you don't know if you know what I'm saying these athletes are, are out here selling dope. If they out here, you know what I'm saying, like selling themselves, all this weird stuff. If you don't know this stuff about the person that you're spending this much time with, you got a problem. And, and, and you part of the problem. You're the reason why we keep seeing Mikey Williams in in, in uh in 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 La, Laquan Laquan. I can't remember his name. What's his name again? Let me say that. What the butcher that man there? Uh Jaquan, there you go. Jaquan's and, and, and Miss Miss Davis, Tara Davis. Y'all, y'all perpetuating why we keep seeing this stuff. Because y'all telling these people that it's more important that you could produce on that athletic field, on that athletic court, than it is as you being a good person. This this stuff is a vehicle. I say it every time I get on any type of platform. And I don't care if it's boring. I don't care if y'all don't care about it. The reason why I care is because y'all, the reason why I talk about this is because y'all, because they did to me. They did it to me. That's why That's why I had to work backwards. I worked backwards for like seven years. And then, and then, and then they had the nerve to be like, oh, oh, so do you want to come and be employed and do the same thing I do? No. No. <laughs> no. No. Only if you show me something different. And not to say I haven't had good people in my life, because I don't want anybody thinking that. But I want people to know that exploitation is real, and you have to be on high alert for it. And that's why we're seeing what we're seeing. And that's why so quick, everybody's so quick, the media's so quick to to bash high-level performers when they slip up. Because, hey, look, we caught them. They made a mistake. They weren't ready. Like, it's like, it's exploitation for the money. Because guess what? Every time they exploit a high-level athlete, the ratings skyrocket through the roof. So, Light Institute is here to help you guys build mindset, help you with career ascension education, help you with leadership cultivation. I want us all to build a light within us. I want us all to be the light in the world. I want us all to understand things like we should and and I want us all to grow because at the end of the day excuse me at the end of the day what you know is only based on your environment it's only based on what you've been exposed to so if you expose to something else then you should be able to expect more of your life because there's no progress without change and hopefully we inciting change today so Be a light. It's a light institute. And we out.